welcome to the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Together, we will make America great again. Skater. Skater. Hey, 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 hey! What up, bangers? Welcome to the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Wait a minute, this is fucking backwards. Bushy, take us away. God damn, are you doing that again? (laughs) That's right, welcome once again to another episode of The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. It always fucks me up. You don't do that very much, but god damn it, when you do, it throws me off my entire game. (laughs) As you all know, I am your host, Bushy, and with me as always, my other host, because can we call ourselves co-hosts? It's weird. Hey. I always start the conversation, so I just say host. Bob, man, how you doing? Skitter pal, meow, meow, by God, I cannot complain. Tickled death to be here. A little flipped out over this topic of conversation because it threw me through a loop, but very, very glad to be back either way. Very, very tickled. How about yourself? I am doing okay. I, I am doing okay. You know, all things considered, the topic of conversation, I think, is... uh. It's going to be fun, and it's actually fan-suggested. Yes, we have a fan. Um, a fan? Uh, a fan. Not, not one of those that you sit at the end of the bed and it blows on you. Literally, a fan. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I, I, I didn't say about man when he blows me. I said a fan. We have someone that listens to us. <laughs> well, well, I was going to be nice, fucker. I was, well, I, you're going to go there. Okay, okay, I see how you <laughs> It would not be the plug if I did not. <laughs> this is true. All right, so first of all, I want to say I'm doing fine before we get into the how was your week. Second of all, I have to say that right now I am living in hell. Um, My daughter is of an age where in the middle schools up here, she's in eighth grade, they give you the option of writing a 10-page essay or bring home one of these fake-ass crying fucking mechanical babies. I would have preferred she wrote the 10-page essay, frankly. Uh, <laughs> however, if you happen to hear any weird sounds in the background, any bullshit baby crying, it's this fake-ass baby because it's home for the night. Now, I've been laughing at her because I raised a baby. They eat every four hours. You know what I mean? And normally, if you're lucky... You need to change them, feed them, burp them, and put them to sleep all in that same time frame. I got home from work, and I'll get into that in the how was your week thing. I I got home from work around 6.20 or so. She has been nonstop with this child, this mechanical robot fucking baby toy. She has been nonstop, and as we're recording, it is quarter after nine Eastern time. 
burping, which is annoying the fuck out of me because all you hear is thump, 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 changing, feeding. It's like, I looked at her and said, okay, look, babies aren't really that bad. If this is a deterrent, that would work, and the whole world would never have kids <laughs> if they were that bad. Ain't that the damn truth. So just a disclaimer. You do know there's a cheating way to deal with that. I told her to take the fucking battery out. No, they, they are able to rate that. If you actually stick it in the freezer, it freezes the mechanism for it to go off. That's if how you, I made 100 on mine. If you stick it in the freezer, years. it freezes the mechanism that makes it go off. Really? Is it really? Do you hear her in the background? She's all like, oh shit, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> no, not really. Take care of it. I don't want any damn grandbabies. <laughs> so, <laughs> that fucking bullshit aside, I'll apologize ahead of time, just in case. Because we've had real babies in the background, you know, crying and cooing and stuff when DJ was younger, and that was fine. This fucking thing. <sighs> anyway, Mountain Man, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> I remember whenever I had that thing, I swear to God, I kid you not. Uh, I'm not to interrupt the house, how was your week? But honest to God, I, I've, uh, it cried once, and I, I was done with it. I went and put it in the freezer. I was like, screw this. If I fail, I fail. Took it back in. I made 100. So, wow. I'll take it. I, I, I didn't have that shit when I was a kid. Okay? Uh, the closest they would come is if the girls wanted to uh, do the baby thing in health class. It was a bag of flour that they would carry around and would have to treat like a baby. There was no mechanized crying bullshit. You just had to always make sure you had that fucking thing with you. We didn't do that fucking sissy shit. We had enough sets to not have babies in school. Although, I will say that Carthage High School did have a daycare center for those teen moms. And that was a tough one for me because I was like, well, ooh, you just say go ahead and go get laid and have babies. But at the same time, a teen mom... If they don't have the opportunity to go to school, they drop out and live on welfare their whole life. So it, it was a catch-22 for me. So it was a good thing right. and stuff that I didn't necessarily like at the same time. Right, right. Well, uh, let's see. How was my week? It, this was my long work week. Uh, still, everybody's gone home. Very boring. Very laid back. I did find out. I got to work uh, with our Philian uh uh, Philian safety officer uh, this past week, and he is just like you on yeah. the vinyl record collections and stuff like that. So I was nice. picking at his brain, talking with him about all the music he likes, and he's more now. He's not like you on taste of music because uh, his favorites the grunge, but Ugh. but he still loves the the. Uh, uh, oldies. He loves uh, Pat Benatar. He loves Kiss. He loves all the all the all the regular bands. And he's got almost as big as a record collection as you do. Oh, wow. So I sat and talking with him, and he I told him about our podcast, and he's been listening to it, and he's like, "Well, heck," he said, "Me and Bushy seem like we get along on the vinyl stuff. I might uh, come on the show with you and talk." So. We might have a special guest later on down the road uh, on a top conversation dealing with vinyl. That's a presumptuous um, motherfucker. Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, other than that, it's it's not been bad. Trying to stay warm, we 
and I'm, I swear to God, I'm still going to freaking kill you, Bushy. God damn it. Well, today, uh, Granny C and Jesse put out Christmas stuff. And yes! It's outside. Uh, it's not even Thanksgiving. So what? My wife, my wife has put me through six or seven Christmas movies already. Yay, Lady and I have been watching Lifetime Christmas movies. Fuck you. Yeah, she's been doing the same thing. And the, the problem is, when I come home on my long weeks, anything Jessica wants to do that was the deal because I'm at work, we get to do. So guess what I've been stuck with? Yay! So you should be full of cheer and love and giving and caring. Come to, uh, more into December, yeah. Oh, God. Grady Clyde just walked out of her room, looked straight at me. She's got her hands up at her eyes going, ah. <laughs> and now she's going back in her damn room. Uh, <laughs> of course, Mount Man's going to be made fun of. Of course. Uh, but other than that, it's not been a bad week. Uh, like I said, just cold, 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 and more cold. Uh, been running around trying to get your all stuff done. Just got a little bit more to go, so... We're just about finished with everything to square you and Miss uh, Lady away. So, yeah. Other than that, what, what how's your week been? Okay, first of all, I don't know how many different ways to say in English, us coming down there is more than enough. Leave me the fuck alone. Um, just because I'm not in a position to reciprocate. Uh, I'm, dude, I'm saying making sure the camper's squared away, the heater's good to go, all that shit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, make sure the heater's squared away. I don't like the cold. It's, it's, it's been cold up here, too. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're making sure all that's good to go for you. Now, when you say cold, how cold has it been down there? Uh, Cold for mountain air. It has been lowest so far, 24, with a negative uh, 16 wind chill so far. Yeah, see, we haven't had windshield problems yet. Uh, the lowest we got was into the 20s. That's typically to the overnight. Um, it's it's going to suck so bad if I get to North Carolina. It's fucking colder down there. I'll be pissed. <laughs> 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 I'll be pissed the fuck off. I ain't even going to lie. Uh, my week. Oh, my week sucked. It absolutely sucked. I'm, I'm back to work. Okay? I, I, I finally got a job. Um... That's not why it sucks, because it's not like I hate going to work. But I hate this job. Okay? Uh, it's minimum wage. Now, minimum wage up here is still, fuck, $3.30 more an hour than down there. But the cost of living up here is so outrageous that it still sucks. But, man, I'm unloading, you know, semis full of fucking furniture. Then you have to put said furniture together. Uh... I'm delivering furniture. I, I, I work for a rent-to-own place, so I have to work in, you know, sales and and dealing with uh, irate people because you have to take their shit back if they don't pay for it. And you have to, like I said, lift all that heavy shit and put it together. Um, Bushy hasn't done any manual labor since he got out of the fucking hospital back in May. Uh, the most I've lifted is my dick to piss. <laughs> you know, I haven't been doing a lot of <laughs> heavy work. <laughs> so, picture we did not want to know. <laughs> so Monday I got home and I 
Now, it just happened. I got hired on Friday. Monday was my first day. And I, and I worked all day, 9A to 6P, which is a good day. You know, it's a good work day. Um, but it was an order day, and it happened to be a big order day. And holy fuck. When I got home that night, I flopped out into my chair and looked at the vase and said, make whatever the fuck you want for supper. I'm not moving. <laughs> As the week went on, it got better. By the time Sunday came around, though, I was exhausted. Um, DJ Kane on that metal station is off visiting his mom this weekend, this past weekend. So he wasn't doing a six o'clock show. So I went into our little Snapchat and said, can I please do the 6 to 9 instead of 9 to midnight? I have to be up for work in the morning, and I'm fucking exhausted. <laughs> so I was able to do my show from 6 to 9 instead, which is great because that means that I got to lay down and um, watch The Walking Dead as I was falling asleep. So I got to see the new Walking Dead. Uh, I did not watch Survivor Series. I, of course, know everything that happened. Uh, I know that I do want to watch it for a couple of matches. Uh, barring that, I don't care. But yeah, that's 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 about how my week has gone. That works. The good news is I am back to work. The bad news is hey I don't like it. But the good news is I've only got to do it for a few months. So th there's there's a positive, a negative, and a positive. Counting down the days, are you? Oh, dude, you don't even know. Now, here's the cool thing. This job I got, I let them know in the interview because they were very forthcoming with me on, you know, expectations and how they behave at work because it's very irreverent, which is perfect for me. The guys I work with are great. But, um, so because they were so forthcoming and honest with me, I had to tell them that I was going down there, you know, from the 17th to the 2nd. And, uh... The owner was like, oh, no, that's great. I would rather know now than, like, you come to me on the 15th. And it's like, well, you know, if it was anybody else, that's about when you would have found out. <laughs> you know? Right. And let the cards fall where they may. <laughs> but they have no issues with me leaving. They're, they've already got coverage for those two weeks. So we're good. Now, did I tell them I'm moving? N n no. <laughs> Fucking course not. Because I don't want my hours to go down to, like, one day a week. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that would be bullshit. I'm not making any money as it is. It is funny. Full-time is anything over 30 hours. I, <laughs> I, I'm getting 35 and a half. So after taxes, I'm still making less than I was on unemployment. That's the problem with up here. I was making so much good money in that factory. Unemployment sucks, but regular work sucks even more. Ugh. What happened to the Obama days where you could have fucking <laughs> unemployment for two years? Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what could you do? Mountain Man, this week, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, Lord. I do like that holiday, but you know what? There, I have a tradition, and I, I play this every year on Thanksgiving. I share it all over Facebook. It would be wrong for me to not share it here. So here it is. For your listening pleasure, this is Haywood Banks, and I am a turkey bird. I 
I am a turkey bird. I live a turkey life. I got me 13 turkey kids and a little turkey wife. I eat a little corn, then wander around the pen. Have a drink of water, then it's corn again. Puffing my feathers out, pecking on the ground. Come on, check me out. I'm strutting all around. Dangly noodle hangy thing growing off my face. Looking good, only thing to say is bloop, bloop, bloop. My big brother Jake, he always was a smarty. He said when November ends, we're going to a party. Going to a party, I'll be the guest of honor. Where they will present to me a red pop-up thermometer. I had a dream, all the good china. I like cranberries, light some candles, pass me the rutabaga. Any more corn? Feeling kind of sleepy. You know I ate too much, yo, I'm stuffed. Bloop, bloop, bloop. I am a turkey bird, I live a turkey life. I got me 13 turkey kids and a little turkey wife. Thank you. Bloop, bloop, bloop. That is my favorite part of that entire song. And I know it's under two minutes, but it's great. I have to play it every year. Uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, just really quickly, because we do have a long show lined up. Uh, you know how when you're sitting around the dinner table, my mom always made you say what the hell you're thankful for. And you know what, brother? I'm going to do that to you this year, because I don't think we did it last year. But, man, what are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? Sir. Hmm. What am I thankful for? Damn. I fuck up the show and you put me on the spot. What the hell, Bushy? That's the best way to do it. Damn it. Oh, God. I'll never fuck up a show again. Um. <laughs> what am I thankful That's for? That's what you get for trying to steal my fucking thunder. No. Hey, all. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, what am I thankful for? This year, I'm going to have, uh, actually have to say I am thankful for family. I am thankful for this little family I've got, and this is including you and Lady, because this year, my my literal family, who I consider my brother, uh, my niece, mom, Granny, uh, Granny E, my wife, DJ, all of us get to be together. So I am thankful absolutely and unconditionally thankful for our little family oh and you and you know what i've got to agree with you and i was actually going to go kind of that same route because this christmas season is going to be an absolute blast and um i can't be more proud uh, of my daughter she's doing you know pretty well in school she was two points off the honor roll which isn't bad because math was her problem and I, I have to apologize to her. She got her math skills from her daddy. But she got her Spanish skills, her foreign language skills from her daddy, too, because uh, they had this big section test that covered everything from last year, and I guess some stuff from this year. And I actually got an email from her teacher saying that uh, this email is only going out to people that scored above 90 on this test. 
and uh, they consider mastery a 85. So, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely thankful for family. I, I'm thankful for that enormous gift of us being able to go down to the mountains for Christmas time. And, um, fuck, I'm, I'm thankful my dad's still around. And, um, you know, for, for my... Dude, I have a great niece. Did you know that? My great no. niece just turned one year old uh, this past week. Um, another November baby. Her middle name is Rose, named after Nevaeh and her middle name. Um, that's little Lily Rose. Uh, my niece, Samantha, that's her daughter. Um, they live in Texas. I won't see them. Uh, hell, even when I moved to North Carolina, Texas is still too fucking go, uh, far to go for a visit. But uh, all my family lives about five hours away from that small town of Newland, and I can't wait to be down there. So I have an awful lot to be thankful for this year. Um, and, and I think it's going to be a really great time. I can't wait to get down there and get drunk face-to-face -face with a mountain man instead of on a goddamn video game or sitting here on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> look, we just have to... Look, we will lock ourselves up in the camper. I'll bring my laptop and my hard drive. We'll need speakers... Because I can't bring my stereo with me. But we'll need speakers. We'll just rock out and get drunk in there. It's got to be safe in there. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll let Jessica and Nevaeh and Granny see you have the house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do that. That way if we do something stupid, they won't know. <laughs> they won't know till they wake up and find us passed out naked in the snow. <laughs> I know, right. Bushy's fucking half asleep in the river. That'll be great. <laughs> oh man but on a, on, on a more serious note and uh and i hate to bring the party down uh, but i do want to mention this our brother uh who began this podcast with us sin um a lot of you know him as dj sato used to work for that metal station now he works for cranium radio he's on a hiatus right now and uh we need to send out our heartfelt prayers our sincere condolences um sin's mother just passed away a couple days ago yes and um mountain man uh i i came to him and said i want to dedicate something to him and uh mountain man came up with this song so sin brother if you're listening to this episode this is for you man this is vince gill Go rest high on that mountain.
Sin hasn't been talking much, and I, and I understand that. Uh, I, I did reach out. I know you reached out. Um, he'll he'll talk when when he's ready. I, I will say he actually stopped in my chat room briefly. And when I say briefly last night, I mean fucking briefly. He was there for five minutes tops. But he did stop in uh, uh, really quick. Um, I don't know if this has been shared on our plug page yet. Um but 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 Sin's family doesn't have a lot of money, um, so they have uh, put together a GoFundMe page to help with the um, final expenses. I I hate to even say that, but they put up a GoFundMe page for the uh, final expenses. I know I shared it on my personal page. Um, I will be I, sure yeah. to make sure we share it on the group and like page of the plug. Um, if you can find it in your heart to send anything to help out, uh, please do so. 
uh, know that it's going uh, uh, to a good cause. Um, everybody deserves to be laid to rest, uh, however they choose to be. I don't know if they're going to do a burial or a cremation, but uh, it's expensive either way, so um, and anything would greatly be appreciated. Yep, for sure. Sid, we love you, brother. We're thinking of you. When you're ready to talk, get at me. I lost my mom eight years ago. Um, I know you've lost both parents now. Uh, when I was talking to my dad about it, he said it's the hardest thing in the world to have both parents gone. So get a hold of us, man. Uh, maybe just a chat and a laugh will make you feel better. Yep, and if there's absolutely anything other than that you need, bro, we're here. Just just pick up the phone when you're ready or holler at us however you can. We yeah. got your back. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Oh, God, that stuff touches my heart so much. We're on episode 54. 54. 54. And I'm calling this Guitar Mageddon. It's a great fucking title, Guitar Mageddon. Um, I think it was Friday. Friday I put out something on Facebook because we had some ideas for, for a show this week. Some ideas. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Let me see what people want to hear. We got two responses. Well, three responses. Two from one guy and then one from another. Uh, all yep. three were great. Uh, one of them I would have a hell of a time doing because, oddly enough, they were all music. And we're not a music podcast, but people keep wanting to push us to be a music podcast. So we're going to do these things occasionally where we do music shit. Um, one of them was a bunch of 90s bands that I fucking hate. But... Maybe it could be a, 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 a Rage episode in the future. Um, <laughs> I forget what the other one was, because I actually saw that late, and that was Jason Smith. I actually saw that one today, and I don't remember what it was he posted. You'll have to excuse me. I'm tired of bushy drinks. But I do know the one that we chose to do, suggested by James West, why this guy loves us so much, I don't know, but fuck it, I'll take it. And uh, he said, hey guys, why don't you just talk about the greatest guitar players ever, both old and new. Well, what a great fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> what a great I idea. I wrote back, I was like, wow, I do like that one. But then the more I've sat here done, and and as everybody knows the Mount Man, I prepare a little bit, but I don't do research like Bushy. I sit there almost got mad over this shit. <laughs> my damn head battling back and forth. Well, this guitar is good, but this one's a little better in my opinion. But this one over here can top this one, but this one can do this differently. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. And and, and, and that's, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, I don't know how many we'll discuss uh, before we get into this. But uh, I know I've written down about 14 names of guys that I just think are the greatest ever. And even as I look at them, I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot this guy. And oh, fuck, yes. how did I forget that guy? And Because that's that's the cool thing about guitar is, man, there's so many great players. And to, uh, to prove that point, let's go ahead and get into some music. Sweet.
I'm gonna leave. I wake up in the morning, I'm hungry to root, but I get no sympathy, baby, you're too aloof. You better change. Yes, I'm begging you, please. Cause if you don't start drinking, I'm gonna leave. Alright, you just heard Mountain Man's pick was ACDC, Let There Be Rock. And you can't say enough about those guitar players. And then mine was, of course, very bushy-esque, George Thorogood and the Destroyers. If you don't start drinking, I'm going to leave. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's, right. it, 
Well, since you started off this with the music, I, if you don't care, I'll go ahead and start off first. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Well, since you played that song, I don't know how many people actually realize, but today, which is the 18th of November, we're recording. Today is one year. Good Malcolm Young has been laid to rest. Oh, wow, wow. It's the 19th, though. Is what? It's the 19th. Whatever. Leave me alone, damn it. Come on. It's a calendar. It has numbers. You could read numbers. Yeah, but damn it. What, <laughs> what the shift does Meltman work to me? It's bass backwards, so kiss my ass. Anyway. <laughs> I hear you. Um, but. Uh, yes, yesterday was one year Malcolm Young, and uh, that right there, and I, I dubbed both sides of the guitar. I didn't just do lead guitarist or rhythm. I done a mixture of both. I'm going to have to start with Mr. Malcolm Young. Wow. Uh, I, I will say this. That guy had a rhythm style unlike anybody else. And I will say his cousin, uh, his, his and Angus's cousin, did a great job. Yes. Did a great job on that last tour with uh, Mr. W. Axel Rose on lead vocals. But man, Malcolm, that is ACDC. Through and through. Exactly. And it's like, if you took Malcolm out of the mix, any other guy play a rhythm guitar, I don't know that it works as well. I can 100% agree with that. 100%. Because there's no one with his style. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody that could sit there and do Thunderstruck following his brother with just the rhythm of and scream thunder at the top of his lungs, head banging with that rhythm, I've yet to see anybody that could just about pull it off. Nice, nice. And it's uh, and I'm glad you actually started with a rhythm guitar player because I had wanted to ask, you know, what defines a a great guitar player? Because I, as, as I'm looking through my list of guys, they're all known for their lead legs, and you went rhythm guitar first, and uh, I, I think that's pretty telling. Um, now, obviously, this is going to be a fucked up list because this is a very subjective thing. This is, you know, in your opinion, to your ears, what do you think is great? I have some wicked technical motherfuckers on here. I have some guys that just play with feeling and aren't that technically proficient, you know, and... Uh, I, I, I think I want to start in a in a weird vein. Um, this gentleman just passed away a couple of days ago. I was floored when I heard the news. Passed away at 85. I don't know why that floors me when you hear somebody died and they're old. I guess it's just because you're not ready. Um, I grew up, I uh, uh, watch a hee-haw. Uh, Mountain Man, you being from North Carolina, God damn it, you better say you used to watch Hee Haw with your folks. Yes, I watched Hee Haw. I hate the way you just said that. I'm <laughs> glad you do. <laughs> I hate the way you just said that. Because me, it's like, I watch Hee Haw with my folks. <laughs> but the great 
and unfortunately now late, Roy Clark. Clark, yep. This man, holy shit. If this guy had been a rock and roll guitar player, he would have changed rock and roll throughout the 60s and 70s. Would you at least stipulate to that? Oh, I can attest 110%. Good Lord. Just his regular just his regular playing for the show he hauled was magnificent. Uh, brutal. Brutal. Give him a acoustic. You know, give him a flat top guitar. Give him a banjo. Give him an electric guitar. The man was precise. And he was brutally fast. I, I want to say that, um, I think it was uh, our, our, our good friend, Ralph Vieira, Dr. Fuck, uh, had posted uh, the, the day he passed. Had posted w one of the videos. And I've shared many videos on my personal Facebook page, Roy Clark, uh, in the past and, of course, recently. And I was like, uh, I, I think the comment I left is Roy Clark was the thrash guitarist of the country music world. Uh, I have never heard that before, but you are 100% correct. Dude, as fast as he was? Um, yes. A, 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 a few years ago, because it, it, it did recently show up on my Facebook feed, which was hilarious. But the old Odd Couple episode of Roy, Clark, uh, Roy Clark guested, he did like a three or four minute song just wailing the fuck out of that flat top guitar. I don't know if it was an old Fender or what, but it was an old acoustic. And he just beat the dog shit out of it. And I dare say, I dare say that guy would give Randy Rhodes a run for a his run. money. He'd yep. have given Dave Mustaine a run for his money. You know, Kirk Hammett. All these guys that are great guitar players, or were. Kirk Hammett's not as good as he used to be. But Roy Clark would give those guys a run for their money in technical proficiency and speed. 110%. You've actually opened my eyes. I, I can't believe I didn't think of him. I'll be 100% honest. I'm country as hell, and I didn't think about him. What the hell is wrong with him? <laughs> the guy's just amazing fast, and, and, and like I said, he's technically proficient. Um, not all my guys on here are, but uh, that's one that really stuck out with technical proficiency and of a genre we don't normally listen to. But that's well, why I like bluegrass music so much is because I think of those guitar players and banjo players as the thrash metal players of the country music world because they're just so fast and so right. technically sound. Well, since you've went bluegrass, I'm going to throw a country at you. This guy, this day and age now, is looked at as nothing but a huge pothead country singer, but... That's just who he who he is and who he portrays himself. But this guy's technicality of playing exactly just like Mr. Clark. Now he's not as speed as Mr. Clark, but technical Mr. Willie Nelson on every song he's ever done. Him right there on technicality and delivery is absolutely phenomenal. All right, all right, I I, I could definitely see that. Definitely, definitely not speed. 
but he sure knows his way around the goddamn neck. Yes. And and really doesn't get a lot of uh, credit as a guitar player. He gets more credit as a songwriter. Right, but his guitar playing, if you've watched any of his live stuff at all, period, Lord have mercy, can he... And even Stone, he could play even ten times better and longer, but still... <laughs> <laughs> That's 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 a true story, man. Willie Nelson, man, it's gonna be sad when he goes too, because I've been listening to him for a long, long time. Well, I mean, you you tell me, you tell me any country singer, especially uh, just just in general, Uh, and I mean Willie Willie Nelson, for what I've always noticed or even seen about him, he's he's emotional. But he's technical with what he's wanting you to hear. Sure. He, 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 he's not so emotional that it's just random off the top of his head. He is 100% delivery of getting you to feel exactly what he's wanting you to feel from his guitar picking, period. Uh, yeah, I, I would definitely give you that one. I, I would have never thought about Willie, because um, like I said, I think of him as more a songwriter. Uh, just because long before he got into country music, a lot of the country hits they were listening to in the 50s and 60s were songs written by Willie. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. He's still playing that same old beat-up fucking guitar. That old yep. fucking trigger. <laughs> yep. And that motherfucker got more holes in it than a goddamn block of Swiss cheese. I know, right? <laughs> He's like, I know the motherfucker has some tax problems. He's got to be able to afford a new axe. Well, you would think, but uh, uh, if it ain't broke 100%, don't fix it. That's a redneck motto. That, you know what? That's that's for sure a true story. He, he would if he, if you can't duck it, fuck it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's funny because um, one of the guys that stands out to me, and it's obvious. It's obvious for everybody that uh, knows me. Um, it's been my favorite band for as long as I can remember. Uh, they've had much better guitar players uh, with the band. But this guy, he had that sound. And every time you hear a song from that era, you know that that's Ace Fraley on that guitar. He had just... A weird way of bending strings, you know, three, four, five, six, eight times to send a message, as opposed to, you know, doing 50 notes inside that same measure. He can right. just give you that wow, 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 and it, it meant so much more, you know, than 50 or 60 notes. And, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely uh, genre-defining, um, or defining, rather, uh, because it was just, it, it wasn't done yet. Ace was very, very different. He was uh, the spaceman. Yeah. That's all you could say at that time. He was the spaceman. Yeah, he was he was off the rails. Uh, sometimes you're just like, what the fuck is he thinking playing this? Um I, I've watched a lot of Kiss video. I've seen Kiss with Ace twice, both on the uh, reunion 
and the farewell tours. I don't remember that guy ever using his pinky ever. He's a three-finger guitar player when it comes to lead. And, uh, man, he just absolutely made it happen. Um, you can never deny that sound. When you hear those leads, you know that's Ace. Now, Tommy Thayer, he could try. He could play right. the notes. But you don't hear Ace. And that's what a lot of, you know, KISS fans have a problem with. Now, I know there's a lot of guys out there that say, oh, when you read it like all eras, you're not a fucking fan. And I say, fuck you. You know, play your own shit. I would have more respect for Thayer if he played his own legs as opposed to trying to copy every note, note for note with Ace, because it's not the same setup. He's not using the same amps. It's not the same guitar. It's not the same fucking thing. No. Ace had a very definitive sound. He had a very definitive style. You cannot deny that style. And I don't even know how to describe that style. Not technically proficient at all. But it definitely fucking worked. Well, since you went... We, 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 we've so far went old school now. Since you brought up Ace, this has reminded me from my list. I'm going new school. And I mentioned him earlier. I told you I wish... I know you had your downloader fixed because I've had you download this song, but I'm going to have to go with Mr. Uh, James Jim Root of Slipknot. He is a lead guitarist as well, but a lot of people with him, he is not technically, he is not a technical guitar player. He's more emotion and seeing and experimenting, just like Ace was, because uh, in a documentary a little while back uh, for Point Five the Gray chapter, when they were, everybody kept asking him questions, what made you all decide to come back? Jim said, uh, like with uh, their bass player that they lost, Mr. Paul Gray, he said, before I was technical, I would only play exactly what I come up with until I met Paul. He said, I, he said, I, I still feel Paul with me today because... 90, I think he is 92% of point five of the great chapter. Jim Root wrote himself. Oh, wow. 90% of Mick, Mick contributed the rest, but for for the uh, actual final, final uh, track laying, Jim wrote the biggest part of it. And if anybody knows Jim Root, he's actually a guitar genius since he started doing what he said with Paul because Paul on bass he'd hit the bass and push it up the rail to see how it sounded okay. Well, that sounded like this, but what if I play it in a lower tune and pull down instead? He would, he would, he would explore different things to make it, to figure out the sounds, just exactly like Ace Freely. So I'm going to have to go with Jim Root to kind of match that, but for the newer age of it. Nice, nice. I, uh, I can't argue. I love Slipknot stuff. Um, it's it's very out there, but I guess that's kind of what you're talking about. Yes. You know, um, and I, I never thought of them as a technically proficient band. Not on the guitars, the, the drums, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because, holy fuck. But, yeah, I, I, I could definitely see that. Um, I like Slipknot. I'm not as well-versed in them as you are. Um, but I did love that Great Chapter album, and uh, then I like songs here and there. Right. But they're a lot heavier than I typically listen to. 
if you know what I'm saying. Yes. But, uh, I mean, fuck, before we go to a music break, if you're going to talk about newer guys, I actually have a newer guy on here, too. I have one. Um, and I think this guy is probably the greatest thing out there. I, I, I could be wrong. Um, this band's been around, oh, I don't know, I guess they've got five or six albums out. And I'm talking about Sinister Gates from fucking Avenged Sevenfold. Uh, this is a guy that is very technically proficient. And he can do things that <clears throat> musically are easy. But yes. to pull off are hard. Um, and the best example I have is if uh, anyone has access to uh, Live in the LBC which is a concert DVD that was released on their Diamonds in the Rough album. It's basically the White Album uh, concert. They do uh, my favorite song by this band, um, Unholy Confessions. And there's a part of the song that musically and technically is easy as fuck. You know, all the students going to But what he's doing is he's not playing with his right hand at all. He's got a hold of the neck and he's just dropping the neck in his left hand. And then when he gets to the bottom of the neck, he's throwing the guitar back up in the air and catching that note where he's supposed to on the fret, on the neck. And running through that same riff again. So he's also a showman. I, I, I yes. guess. Is, uh, uh, which is important. Because in the 80s. All those guitar players were showmen. You know they could play something easy as fuck. And make it look hard. Just because of their facial expressions. And their stance. And the way they posed. C.C. DeVille. Oh, yeah but. None of that looked hard. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But, yeah, and I actually think C.C. DeVille is one of the greatest rhythm guitar players of all time, too, behind Malcolm Young, just just for the record. But, yeah, Sinister Gates, he also has a technical proficiency because, man, those guitar solos he plays. I mean, you listen to Bat Country, you listen to Beast and the Harlot. Fuck, you listen to Nightmare. He's just a beast. He has full command of that neck. Uh, I believe he uses a 24 fret guitar over a 22. I would have to look that up. But he knows where every note is on those frets and those six strings. Absolutely amazing guitar player. Yes, 100%. All right. <clears throat> Since we've been jaw jacking about shit we obviously know nothing about. <laughs> I know, right? Let's get back into some music.
Wanted to hear some Pantera domination. Uh, Cowboys from Hell, I believe, right? Correct. Absolutely. And then after that, you heard The Cure close down from disintegration. You son of a bitch. <laughs> that was the other thing, and I might kill uh, uh, our Philian officer. His exact words was, I love The Cure. I went, I swear to God, if you choose an album review with Bushy on The Cure... I said, I have to work with you. I'll kill you. I said, but then when Bushy moves in, I'll kill him. <laughs> the cure rules. Just just get on board. No. Knock your shit off. No. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, by the way, Robert Smith, highly underrated guitar player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of saying. Just kind of saying. <laughs> You're hanging out with Bushy and about, man, on the plug. And we are going through Guitar Baguetted right now. Um, it was suggested to us by uh, our fan, our one, our one fan, our one listener, James fan. West. Yeah. <laughs> that you guys should talk about the greatest guitar players ever. Um, that's It's such a hard topic because there's so many brilliant guitar players out there. And... Uh, what I will say, there's very few bands, very few, where the drummer stands out. Now, they do exist, but the guitar player, everybody knows guitar player. Everybody. Right. And I, I dare say, God, I've said that twice tonight now, but I'll go on the record as having said... <laughs> Did <laughs> the guitar might be the most important instrument in rock and metal? 
I don't think you have rock and metal without the electric guitar. You are correct. You know, um, you could have country with a, an acoustic. And hell, for the longest time, country didn't have any goddamn drums. You know, maybe that's why Roar Clark was as great as he was. Maybe he grew up in that era. I don't know. But the guitar can say so much more than the bass, so much more than the drums. Now, the bass and the drums, that rhythm section, could give you a certain, ah, you know, they, they can get you in the mood. Right. But the guitar will speak to you. And I love those guitar players that speak to you. And I know I just finished off with Sinister Gates, but I gotta say, there there are two guitar players that I really put at neck and neck. Um, and of course, it's in no particular order. But these two guys, if I had to rank them, I don't know that I could. Other than one can actually play rhythm, and the other cannot. Okay, and I'm talking about the one that can play rhythm would be the late, great Stevie Ray Vaughan. And the one that cannot, the late, great B.B. King. Now, the reason I put these guys neck and neck is because they can say so much in just a few notes. They could, they could damn near bring you to tears. Now, Stevie Ray was a much faster guitar player. He right. had more of that Texas blues feel, which makes sense. He's from Texas. B.B. Um, uh, King was from Mississippi, moved up to Chicago, and really holding that Chicago blues sound. But he could say so much in just a few notes and obviously play it a little bit slower. But that's one of those things that I think about the guitar is so amazing that you can just get that one bend and hold it and then drop it down. So you've almost got three notes and you haven't done anything but pluck a string once. Because you pluck the string, you get that note, you bend it up, there's another note. And as you're dropping that note back down you know, to, a, to the normal position from that bend, there's a third note. Um, Slash was good for reverse bends. A lot of his stuff is, you know, he would bend the note and then play it and bring it down. B.B. King would strike the note, bend it up, bring it down, and then trill it. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Then, of course, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, come on. As far as the blues goes, Albert King said that's the whitest black dude he ever met. <laughs> true, true. I mean, what do you think? I mean, have you have you ever given much listen to BB King or Stevie Ray Vaughan? Oh hell yeah, I've got uh, Granny C and there's got records of both of them. Uh, you couldn't have said it any more better. I mean, you're exactly right. Rhythm and lead, BB King, God Almighty, it just blow your mind. Hundred ten percent, and Vaughn just. Jesus Christ, I, if that man was still alive, it's not telling him what the heck he would be doing to this day. Oh, yeah. Blistering. Blistering speed Stevie Ray had. But yes. he stayed in that same pentatonic minor scale that every blues man stays in. So I won't say that Stevie Ray was technically proficient. But 
in what he did, he absolutely was. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Well, since you're going like that, I'm going to go with the band you just played, Mr. Dimebag Daryl. Him on his lead guitar riffs, especially on all that, could pretty much pull just about Vaughn and B.B. King in a metal sense. True story, and that could all be proven if you listen to uh, uh, This Love. Yes. I, you know, Dimebag actually made my list, um, so so I'm glad you said him. That guy was absolutely amazing. Great rhythm, even though it was metal. And uh, I even like Glam Terra. You know, I, I, you know, I like their pre-record deal, Phil Anselmo shit. Um, I, I like the glammy stuff, because it was still heavy as fuck. Right. Know, when they were wearing all the makeup and the big hair. Heavy as fuck. Uh, highly influenced by that Texas bluesy sound. It just turned it into kick-ass metal in a time when... Nirvana and Pearl Jam were crying and scratching their pussies. Right. Yeah, I, I, man, I have a hard time arguing Dimebag. Dimebag should always be included in the greatest guitars ever category. Period. Yep. Always. Always. Um, so what do you think about Eddie Van Halen? Oh my god, that was the next one I was fixing to say, son of a bitch. Uh, name anybody back then that could play or possibly keep up with what he came up with with running with the devil and eruption he was he was ahead of us he he invented a sound yes you know that brown sound that's something he invented but you know between his two amps and how he worked his guitars but also the, the finger tapping and, and you know and the arpeggios and all and all the ways he worked that neck had never been done before you know so for the 70s and let's let's concentrate on that Eddie Van Halen because by the time the 80s were rolling around you know you know would jump and you know fair warning and all that shit and then moving into the Sammy Hagar era Everybody else was doing it by that point. They'd be like, oh, shit, this guy is on to something. But right. that's exactly why Eddie Van Halen also always, always belongs on greatest guitar player ever lists. I don't care if you have a top three list. I don't care if you have a five, a top two. Eddie Van Halen should always be on there. And I'm not even a huge fucking Van Halen fan. Right. You know, I, I, I do dig the band, and I definitely appreciate the contribution to the rock and roll and heavy metal scene. But what Eddie did for the guitar in the 1970s, I don't know that that will ever be duplicated again, because the, the what the fuck have they come up with since then? Detuning guitar fucking down to C? They haven't come up with yeah. anything new. No, not at all. You know, Eddie had a sound and a style. Now, the style has been duplicated. The sound has not. And I think that's the most telling thing. The sound has not been able to be duplicated. Many have tried. I remember people going out and buying Ernie Ball fucking music band goddamn guitars and 5150 fucking amps and still could not duplicate that sound. That is strictly Eddie Van Halen. You can't take that from that guy. No in any way, shape, or form, it's not possible. 
and all man responsible for some of the greatest songs ever you know that like when you say eruption i'm like duh i mean when you first hear that you're like oh my fucking god but i even love how he played uh, uh roy orbison's oh pretty woman Roy Orbison wishes he could have played that song that way. Exactly. Exactly. Fucking Eddie Van Halen. Yes, people, you got Eddie Van Halen out of Bushy. I bet you didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> well, I've got this one that's going to completely throw you off and be like, oh my God, you listen to him because you've mentioned this guy. I don't know how many times, and I believe played a couple of his songs just to muck with me. But now, let me ask you this and think back. Let's see if you can figure it out. Okay. He is a combination of James Brown, Carlos Santana. Are you fucking Hendrix. bringing up Prince? Yes, sir, I am. Oh, I want to kiss you on the lips right now <laughs> while I'm grabbing your ass. He, and, and that's one thing with Prince, though. He was really more of a, he didn't get a shit ton of credit for being a guitarist. He got more credit for being a singer and a songwriter to a point, but when he did play, God almighty, could he play a damn guitar. Jesus Christ, a man could play 25 instruments. I mean, that first album was all him. He didn't have a band. He recorded the whole fucking thing. But yeah, I, I have said for years... And I, I don't know if I've said it here, but I have said it on my radio show. I have said it on Rock and Metal Combat podcast. And I have said it publicly. Prince is probably one of the most underrated guitar players ever. Ever. And, you know, I could go with the typical. I can go with typical. Listen to the guitar solo on Purple Rain. Yes. Now, I'll take you one better. Go to YouTube, find the Super Bowl performance, and listen to that guitar solo. Because that was live, in the pouring rain, because Prince wouldn't do any bullshit fucking lip sync. He was going to play a play for real. Yep. One of the greatest recorded versions of that particular song. But fuck, I... It, it was a Hall of Fame induction ceremony, I believe. He was on stage with uh, Tom Petty and a uh, man, a few other guys, and their names escaped me. But he came on and did the guitar solo while this supergroup, so to speak, was playing the Beatles while my guitar gently weeps. And Prince stole the fucking show. He whipped out a guitar solo where I'd have been like, damn, dude, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely amazing guitar player. And, and, yeah, I'm sorry. Because he's not a rock and roll guy, he's a pop guy. I think he's extremely overrated. Fuck that. Go listen to the song Bambi off his first album and tell me that's not metal. That's a very metal song. For sure. For sure. Absolutely amazing. Fuck yeah, you said Prince. God damn. I you, knew that threw you through a loop, though. You got me so excited. We got to get back into some more music. <laughs>
Fingers Tough Berry. You gotta be good. Another great guitar player. Given to you or brought to you by uh, the great Mountain Man. And then you heard Ghost Dance Macabre. That was my choice. Man, I've really got into that band a lot. Um, it's funny, people bitch to call metals. They got such a great 70s vibe. I guess they can't get past the costumes and the makeup. <laughs> Reminds me of somebody else. You're listening to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. We are having Guitar Mageddon. And what, what, what that means is we are talking about who we just think are some of the greatest guitar players ever. Uh, we're not going into a whole lot of detail these these guys because, frankly, you could read Everybody it all. Everybody already knows them. Yeah, you already know. You can read. <laughs> Somebody said it better than us in a magazine in the 1980s in Circus or fucking Metal Edge or Hit Parader. <laughs> You're going to find a better uh, description there. But this is our opinion. Um, they are in no particular order. This is a uh, topic that was given to us by our one fan, because we have one fan, one listener. <laughs> Mr. Oh. James West. And, and did we already thank him? If we did, fuck it. Let's thank him again. This is a great topic. It's a lot of fun. Mountain Man just fucked me up. Because he hit me with some prints. And I did not expect that. Uh, just because I don't think of Mountain Man as listening to Prince. That just fucked my whole world up. <laughs> Lord. Ah. Now, uh, this guy... That I think, I'm sorry, I think he's one of the greatest of all time. Uh, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves. And I think it's because of the band he's with. Um, but he's amazing. He's consistent. I, I've seen this band three times. And I didn't see him in their heyday. It, it's been in the 90s and 2000s. Uh, and frankly, at his age, he pisses me off because his body is fucking banging. And I don't have the fucking work ethic to have pecs and abs but i'm talking about phil collin from Def leopard hey that guy is fucking amazing um now Def leopard's another interesting band that when you hear that guitar sound you know oh psh, well that's Def leopard but his guitar playing this is a guy that's precise he's technical but Unlike Ingve Malmsteen, who did not make my list, although I love him, unlike Ingve, just because he knows how to go off on the neck, he does just enough. Just enough. Let me send this solo to you. I'm going to send you this feeling. But the thing about Def Leppard is, during the verses and the choruses, He's still doing these great little lead licks that are just fucking brilliant. Now, I know the band catches shit because after Rick Allen lost his arm in that car accident, they kind of moved to a more poppy sound. Well, motherfuckers, in 1987, that was the sound for hard rock and heavy metal. Thrash hadn't exploded yet. That was the sound. If you want to make money, if you want to play big arenas... That's what you did. They did it, and they did it fucking well. Very, very well. And with a one-armed drummer, so fuck you guys. <laughs> what do you think of Phil Collin? Anything? No, dude, you couldn't have said that any better. He definitely didn't get the 
the uh, attention that he should have got uh, as a guitar player. But yes, I 100% agree on that one. Yeah, I, I, I just think he's a, he's a lot better than he gets credit for. And, I, and like I said, it's just because of the band that he plays with. I mean, Richie Sambora, um, who didn't make my list, but probably should have, uh, from the band Bon Jovi, is a ridiculous killer bluesy guitar player that, frankly, doesn't get the credit he deserves because of the band he's in, because people talk shit about fucking Bon Jovi. It's not like Poison, where we know, even C.C. DeVille has said, you know, I had all the right influences to be a great guitar player, but somewhere from, and this is an actual quote, somewhere from the record to the guitar, it just didn't happen. C.C. Right. admits that. I think C.C. sells himself short as a rhythm guitar player. I said that earlier. But Richie Sambora is fucking amazing. And nobody ever mentions him. Ever. Ever. When have you heard that name until I said it right now? Never. Uh, nobody never. talks about him. Nope. Amazing. <clears throat> Check out his solo work. Slow, bluesy, and the guy sings better than John Bon Jovi does. Better voice. Agreed. Agreed. Well, I've got a two-for-one like you done a little earlier. Outstanding. And, the, and these two, whenever they split up and went their own paths, made bigger careers for each other. But together, whenever they first started uh, the Runaways, they both was phenomenal as a rhythm and lead. Oh, and I'm going to have to say... Miss Lita Ford and Joan Jett together. Fucking outstanding. God damn. They didn't even cross my radar, but you're fucking A right. Good lord. Yeah, Joan Jett, definitely a killer rhythm guitar player. Lita, um, man. Every man's 80s wet dream. Oh, until Vixen came out. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I can't think of a single guy that saw the video for Kiss Me Deadly and didn't want to be that guitar she was grinding on with that fucking thong leotard on. Jesus and no Christ. Shit. Hell, I saw that 20 years later and was fucking wanting, wanting to hook up with her. So, yeah, you there you go. She's in her 50s and she's still hot. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great, great, great guitar player. Um, I, I still... It's what she says in the notes she plays as opposed to how well she plays them. Leah, right. you know what I mean? Because she's not one of these great virtuosos. And and that's the great thing about this conversation. Is we're not necessarily talking about virtuosos. Although I do have a couple virtuosos to, you know, that are rounding out my list as, as we're moving on here. But yeah, Lita Ford, killer guitar player, and Joan Jett, fuck. Just that simple guitar line for I Love Rock and Roll. Come on. Come on. You know it when you hear it. Oh, I, without a doubt. Fuck yeah. God, I, that's funny. I gave no love to the ladies. and That sucks. What a dick. <laughs> dick move, Bushy. God. God. Nina Strauss playing Curly with the Alice Cooper Band. Amazing. 
<laughs> she's actually got a solo album coming out. I have heard one track, and it's fucking brutal. She's she's a virtuoso. She's a shredder. And I uh, I don't think of her much because I don't I haven't listened to a lot of newer Alice Cooper. I have seen video clips of them on the road recently. I don't think of her. So I just, I did a sexist thing. I thought of the dudes. Fuck off, judge me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Lita and Joan Jett. I like it. I like it. Um, George Lynch. What the fuck can be said about George Lynch? Played for Dokken, Lynch Mob. I don't know about you. Now, my favorite Dokken album is Under Lock and Key. And my favorite Dawkins song is Unchain the Night. Um, but have you heard the song Mr. Scary? Yes. Holy fucking shit. What a brutal instrumental from a hair metal band. This guy... Whew, this guy just... He can get it done. He... A definite shredder that held back on a lot of tunes. But he could finger tap, he could whammy bar dive, he could bend, he could harmonic squeal. Absolutely amazing guitar player. Huge fan of Dokken back in the 80s. I, I'm still a fan to this day. Ah, uh, man, yeah. George fucking Lynch! Touche. You can't say anything, anything at all other than what you just said. 110%. He could do it all. Plus, plus he got to do a video of Freddy Krueger. <laughs> this is true. That is very true. That's pretty badass. Who else Who else made your list? Because I, I think we're running out of time here. Uh, I have a few more, and I've left so much off. We could talk about guitar players till the fucking sun comes up. Well, I'm going to go with this one. As to being that with this guitar player, and yeah, I know, movie just come out. It's that's not the reason why I'm bringing this up. This band, every single time that they ever played, they wanted the audience to participate in everything. And even if it was just the song, uh, "We Will Rock You," Brian May's guitar playing within that song, period you knew exactly who it was and what you were fixing to hear, 110%. Technical, emotional, he put it all within all of his playing. So Brian May definitely made my list. I actually love Brian May. Um, I think he's fucking brilliant. I loved his work on the Flash Gordon album. I loved it on Night at the Opera. Uh, go out and get Queen Life Killers because it has two versions of We Will Rock You. They have it the way they originally recorded it in the studio, but then they have an extended version later on in the show that's a whole lot more musical and a lot more guitar work than just that guitar solo at the end. Um, Queen's another one of those bands, though, when you hear that guitar, you don't have to hear Freddie Mercury yet. And Freddie Mercury's kind of the standout in that band. Right. But you hear that guitar, and you're like, oh, fuck, this is Queen. You know, so what? Queen, Van Halen, and 70s Kiss? You know 
what it is just by hearing that guitar sound. Yes. Now, now maybe there's guys out there that are, that are even more in tune to the guitar, and they can hear fucking... I don't know, Scott Ian of Anthrax to say that's Anthrax. I couldn't, because Thrash is a different world for me. Although I can hear if it's Dave Mustaine. I know that's sound enough where I could say, okay, yeah, that's Megadeth. You know, it's got a very definitive sound. But Metallica, I couldn't do that with. Because to me, Metallica sounds like Anthrax, sounds like Exodus. You know, sounds like every other Thrash band of the day. Megadeth, I think, was a set-aside. Which is why I'm all, I've always been a bigger fan of Megadeth and Metallica. But yeah, Brian May, fucking excellent choice. Excellent choice. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, I think we would be wrong, for lack of a better term, because I did have a couple beers tonight. Um, we would be wrong. We would be derelict. Ooh, ooh, there you go, Mountain Man, derelict. We would be derelict in our duties. If uh, this guy didn't make our list. Um, this guy is proof that a great guitarist does not a great band make. And I'll say that because his first band, when you listen to his work with that first band, it's absolute shit. It's garbage. It just didn't work. But then he teamed up with this guy that had just left probably the biggest metal band of all time, the band that invented heavy metal. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne had left or been fired from Black Sabbath, whatever version of events you want to uh, choose to believe. And he was putting a band together, and he got this little guy from this little band called Quiet Riot by the name of Randy Rhodes. Rhodes. And I tell you what, Boy, can Ozzy fucking pick him. What a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant guitar player he was. And what a loss. I wonder what the band, the Ozzy Osbourne band, would have been. And what those records would have sounded like. Had Randy not died after the, that uh, Diary of Madman album. Because, That's a good question. I never thought about that. Well, Jesus Christ. Well, It'd be mind-blowing. Of course it would. I mean, because after Randy, he got Jakey e. Lee. And, you know, he was amazing. And then he got Zach Wilde. And, I mean, pff, come the fuck on. But Randy. Randy was kind of an innovator. And um, he was just brilliant. I don't care if you're listening to the uh, guitar solo for Mr. Crowley or listening to the acoustic guitar he was playing uh, on the song D. Just an absolute brilliant composer. And, and we lost him way too soon because yes. the greatest, the greatest Ozzy Osbourne songs. And, and now there were a lot of good ones that came after because I, I, I'm not shitting on those later albums. No. Because I loved Bark at the Moon, I loved fucking Ultimate Sin, I loved No Rest for the Wicked, I loved No More Tears, and that's about where it stops for me. But those first two albums, Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman, after uh, after Ozzy left Sabbath, holy fuck, that guitar, that fuzzy sound he had, absolutely amazing. Yes, 
And here's one for you just for shits and giggles. I, I, I'm enjoying this conversation. I don't care if we're running out of time or not unless you're just ready to go to bed. But I've got a new guy that in comparison to the riffs of Randy Rhodes, even though this band is absolutely ridiculous on their lyrics and the jokes and the shit they do during their performances. Oh, are you, are you going, Satchel? I am going with Satchel <laughs> from Steel Panther on the riffs alone. Dude, name anybody technically that can convert from 80s hair metal to newer shit like him. Dude, his riffs on Poutine Boomerang and I Got What You Want, uh, uh, freaking uh, uh, Death to All But Metal, Name anybody that could switch that up and pull that off in this new age decently like Satchel does. Oh, God. Okay, first <laughs> of all, I'm going to say I do not disagree. But second of all, I'm going to say I disagree because Satchel's not new. He played for fucking Rob Halford's band Fight back in the 90s after well, Halford newer, left Priest. Newer, <laughs> newer. Not new, not new, new, but newer. <laughs> I'm going to say this about Satchel. He is an amazing guitar player. And the reason I think he's an amazing guitar player is because he does all the 80s tricks. The finger tapping, the crazy bends and reverse bends, the whammy bar dives. He plays guitar the way I think guitar should be played. Because I like that 80s sound, which is why I'm such a Steel Panther fan. And uh, one day we should have that conversation about Steel Panther comedy, or should they go straight? I think that would be fun. It might only last 20 minutes, but I think that would be a great show. Oh, I can go ahead and tell you right now, hell no, they do not need to go straight. Oh, I think they should do serious music. See, we should have that conversation. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, we definitely do. Yeah, Satchel, I... Uh, Man, I do not disagree. He's definitely a killer fucking guitar player. He's definitely got a lot of years under his belt. Um, but I love what he brings to that band. I, I love that band in general. Um, what did you say? Poontang Boomerang? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Right now.
hell, give them one more. I wasted too much time.
I guess Michael Starr was in a Van Halen cover band. Yes. Yes, you know, he was. Uh, before they created Metal School and then later changed it to Steel Panther. Um, Steel Panther obviously works for him better. I'm happy to announce that they are currently working on their next album, full studio album. So that's awesome. They actually laying down drum tracks last I saw. Well, dude, I don't know how many more you've got, but I've got one more I just want to get your opinion on. Go ahead. This guy originally started with Marilyn Manson, damn near killed Manson, and is now rocking his ass off with Rob Zombie. Oh, John Five. Yes. If you go on YouTube and look at his acoustic playing, just just him in general, Jesus Christ. That dude is sick. I uh he must have like twelve fingers on one hand. So fast. So 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 fast. So proficient. But yet yeah, could still be melodic and he, he could play beautifully. And I think that's always a, a, a big thing when it comes to guitar players is melodies, harmonics, but can, can you play beautifully? I like yeah. heavy, I like aggressive, but beautifully, that's a different thing altogether. And uh, I I think John Five's great. Um, which and he's Manson, got eight studio did, solo albums. Yes, yes. And aren't they all instrumentals? Yes, everyone. Well, there's a couple of songs here and there that someone's singing, but yes, ninety percent of it's instrumental. Nice, nice. It's funny you say that because the guy I'm going to bring up is the same way, um, and we may have to continue this on another episode, do a Guitar Mageddon Part Two, um, which is going to suck because I've been scratching off my guitar players. <laughs> We're talking about him. <laughs> I'll have to fucking listen to the episode just say, so, okay, I talked about this guy, so he can't be on the next show. Um, John Five, when did he play with Manson? Because I remember Twiggy Ramirez in the early days. I think maybe he was a uh, bass player for all yeah. I fucking know. Yes, he was the bass player. John Five played with Twiggy, and if I'm correct, John Five came in right before the Beautiful People. All right, see, because I like that earlier stuff. Uh, um. Antichrist Superstar was heavy. Yes. And I had never heard anything like that at that point. It was, to me, it was heavier than Metallica and Megadeth and even Slayer when I first heard that stuff. Uh, I did like the Smells Like Children album because it was just fucking weird. But hands down, my favorite fucking Manson album is still Mechanical Animals. And I don't know if that was John Five or not, but the, the music on that, the guitar work on that absolutely amazing it had a very pink floyd feel and speaking of floyd i can't believe this guy didn't make this list but you know what we will come back and do a guitar mageddon too because the last guy i have on my list is uh much in the same vein of john five he played with this guy um man i'm sure you've heard of him he he was with what most or not, let's not say most, because that's unfair, but what a lot of people consider the greatest American rock and roll band of all time, uh, Van Halen. He played with David Lee Roth on his solo stuff, and I'm talking about Steve Vai. Um, Steve Vai is known for instrumental work. Yes. Just a command. 
he, he's he, he's a virtuoso. Uh, he's probably one of my all all time favorite guitar players. He would be up there above David Lee Ro or uh, I'm sorry Eddie Van Halen. He would be the guy that would be at the top of my list just because of what he's able to pull out of a guitar. Even more so than Joe Satriani, but then again, Satch... No, let me take that back. I think Satch gave Vi lessons and Vi just fucking went past Ran him. Ran with it. Yeah, he just... Amazing things. And uh, I actually played a Steve Vai song, a dedication to, uh, to our brother Sin, um, in honor of his mom. I played For the Love of God on my radio show uh, last night. And uh, man, that guitar playing alone should tell you everything you need to know about Vi. Yes. But Vi had a three-neck guitar. You know, it was shaped like a heart. And he would play both necks. He's been on stage with multiple necks, more than three. Yep. And can play all of them. And, and it's still musical. It's still a song. And he plays like John Five, he can play beautifully. Yes. Play absolutely beautifully. Is there anything about Vi in particular you remember? Or, or, or are you not as familiar with him? Or No, I'm very familiar with Vi because of Mom. Uh, but, I mean, that, there's no comparison of any of his work, all of it, and as you're saying, beautifully. That's, that's what I get from Vi, whether he's rocking it out or he's just sitting back just taking his time a hundred percent you can just tell it's by and he puts his heart and soul into every damn bit of it true story true story all right brother what do you say we get into some music come back we'll do some promotes some plugs and get the fuck up out of here we'll have to come back and do some uh guitar again too some other time that sounds like a winner. All right, let's play some tunes. Rumors spread around in that Texas town. Try to check outside the games. And you know what I'm talking about. Just let me know if you want to go. To that home out on the range They got a lot of nice girls
Alright, so the Bob Man wanted to hear some ZZ Top LaGrange. My favorite ZZ Top song, by the way. And then we close that out with Iron Maiden's Heaven Can Wait. Look, Mountain Man, no pop, no country, no hip-hop, no rap this time. We don't cut, well, no country music, no. The hell, Bushy, you're slacking. Yeah, yeah, the Vince Gill is a tribute. That doesn't count. Right. That was a but, tribute. But what's wrong with you? Are you sick? Do I need to come take your temperature? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I only take my temperature rectally. Well, I'll, I'll be sure and shove uh, one of them thermostats up your ass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, here's the plugs. Hi, this is Mark Olden Taylor from the Freeform Rock Podcast, where we rock and roll all night and party every day. Come check us out on iTunes and Podbean. Thank you very much. Hello, folks. This is the rock sponge Terrence Reardon of the Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast. Join yours truly every week as I look at a different classic rock and or metal album that had an impact on my life and or rock music in general, and I'm usually joined by a friend or two. And there's no country or rap or techno bullshit on the show because I hate those fucking music genres. Techno and rap and country sucks. So if you want a kick-ass rock and roll podcast, check out the Terrence Reardon and Friends Podcast every week on YouTube and now on Podbean and iTunes. So yes, folks, I'm available in two different, three different ways. Podbean and iTunes for the audio and YouTube for the visual. Thank you very much. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You gotta fight for your right. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got Bush. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That's right, bangers. Cold beer, hot women, loud music, and copious amounts of hairspray and spandex. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, the Big Bushy Power Hour is the biggest party on that metal station.com. Christ, you're not shoving anything up here, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> so, check out the Freeform Rock podcast. Check out the Terrace Reardon and Friends uh, uh, podcast. Uh, check out my show on Sunday nights. As of right now, it is stay at 9 to midnight. I am trying to move it because of my new work schedule. That's um, only going to be for a few months, though, so I don't, I don't know yet. Um, also, be sure, because we don't have plugs for these other fucking shows, but... There are lots of great, yeah, exactly. There are lots of great actual music podcasts that do this so much better than we do. Uh, James, I appreciate you asking us to, to talk about this, and we've got to come yes, back sir. and do a part two. But check out the Decibel Geek podcast with uh, Chris Sinzak and Eric Camaro. Um, check out the Rock and Metal Combat podcast with uh, Rafiera and Ian Wadley. Check out the Hustle with John Lamoureux. Um, who the fuck am I forgetting? Uh, check out Talk To Me with Joshua Toomey. Who the fuck am I missing, Mountain Man? Help me out. Ken Mills. Ken Mills. Holy fuck. The Podcast. Zilch. Pop. And there's another one. Cheap Talk. Check all of those out. Ken Mills is fucking brilliant. Um, I think Pop is actually my favorite of, of his shows. I love Pop. Um... Yeah, make sure you check all of those out. Uh, go out and check out Rock and or Roll with Brian Cramp. Um, 
There's lots of good shows that are going to talk about rock and roll and heavy metal much better than us because we're not a rock and roll and heavy metal show. How many times do we have to keep saying this about that? Uh, shit ton, apparently, but we are not. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to get back into our Christmas special shit just to get people to leave us a fucking load about music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that means you, you do know when we go back to that, Claymation's going to be coming back up a fucking lot. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I love that shit. Ding, dunny, dun, ding, dunny, dun, For real. <laughs> Whoa, star of wonder, star of... <laughs> yeah, I love them fucking camels. <laughs> I love that shit. You can't fucking scare me, don't even try. I can scare you a Christmas story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This has been a lot of fun. Great conversation. We're going to have to come back. Uh, I'm writing it down. Promise to do. Promise to do. Guitar Mageddon 2. I'm not saying we're doing that shit anytime soon, James, but we will come back and revisit this. Yes. Karma getting getting to all right, Batman. Anything to promote? I'm going to promote for our brother his GoFundMe page once again. Uh, everybody knows Sin has pretty much been with us since day one. Which don't know how many people that is, but still, uh, if there's anything y'all can do to help him out for his mother, uh, definitely do so. It doesn't matter if it's just five dollars. Help a brother out. Help them be able to to lay his little mama to rest where she wants to be. Absolutely, absolutely. And I I couldn't agree more. Um, I definitely support and promote that. Uh, I also want to take the time to promote the uh, Steve Vai album, Passion of Warfare. We were just speaking about Vai at the end of the show, um, specifically for the love of God. But it's got so many great tunes on there. Sisters, um, the audience is listening. Check it out. If you love instrumental music, you're going to love this. Make sure you give it a listen. And um, check out any of these guitar players from any of the bands we've just talked uh, you know, talked about. Because they're all brilliant. They're all brilliant. And Mountain Man wants you to know that you should definitely check out Robert Smith and The Cure. Uh, fucking no, hell no, I do not support, I'll, I'll take Bill Clinton saying, I do not support any relations with this band. <laughs> Come on, but you can sleep with a woman and they cry. I don't care, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Oh, Cure. <laughs> and I'm so glad there's a lot of Cure fans out there. And oddly enough, there seem to be more Cure fans than Sammy Hagar fans. That's Thank weird. You. I will take that. I'll listen to the damn Cure before I would, Sammy <laughs> Hagar. <laughs> oh, good. So we have a disintegration review coming up soon, then I see. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Followed closely by Sammy Hagar standing Hampton. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. You make me do a Sammy Hagar fucking review, I quit. I quit that day, and the Mountain Man will be no more. No more. 
You won't quit. You'll be like, fuck, this was actually good, you asshole. No, it was <laughs> <laughs> right. Like we said earlier, make sure you check out all those podcasts we mentioned. Go out there, support those guys. Go to iTunes and leave them five-star reviews. And while you're there, go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review because, yes, we are on iTunes as well. Now, if you leave us comments on our episodes, I have finally found out how we can read those comments. Apparently, you just have to have an app on your phone. You can't read them on the computer, but you can read them on the app on the phone. So please feel free to leave us a comment. But no, go to iTunes, The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. Leave us a five-star review. Tell us how you think. Tell us what you feel. Tell us that you love us. Tell Bushy that he's a cothead. Whatever. <laughs> just tell us. <laughs> tell us something. Gosh, my <laughs> man. Yes, sir. I have certainly enjoyed hanging out with you tonight. Brother, final thoughts. Oh, brother, same as always, and I've had an absolute ball, but stay sick, take care of one another, skitter pal, meow, meow, mountain man out. That's right, motherfuckers. Bye, vital, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, this was really fun. We hope you liked it, too. Seems like we've just begun when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon, I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on The Plug. See you next week.
listening to The Plug with Bushy the Mountain Man. All music played on The Plug belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or your local record store. Support what you love. Support these artists by seeing them live and purchasing their music. The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man is not affiliated with any of the artists or music we play. Thank you for listening to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man, and we'll see you on the next episode.